Hey, I've got a question for for all of us, um, especially that? Allison. Especially Allison, yes. I think. If you could be a uh, sort of a spooky Dracula creature of the night kind of monster mm. monster creature person, what would you be? I think I'd want to be a harpy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to tear people apart with my claws and bring back carcasses and old meats to keep to myself in my nest of riches. <laughs> Seems actually very comfortable. I think you've picked the best answer, Allison. Thank you. I, I don't know. I think I'd like to be a garden gnome. Oh, that sounds nice. They're, uh, nobody expects the garden gnomes. No. Oh. No one does. And then they get your fucking ankles. Well, that's because the garden gnomes are just are just little little little, little statues, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a point. He's, he's got a point. Rory, <laughs> <laughs> what would you be? Well, my what's my what's the best monster? Yeah, well, what would you be? Yeah, what would you be? I think I'd probably be a swamp thing. <laughs> oh. You can't be a oh. swamp thing. Isn't there thing. just one swamp thing? Not not well, Rory's the second swamp thing. I mean, maybe there's things. maybe there's swamp thing, and then Rory the swamp thing. Yeah, a thing a thing named swamp. It's like a tribe called Quest. <laughs> a thing named swamp. <laughs> Austin. Yeah, so I thought long and really long and hard about this, and I think the the, cre- the creepy, creepy, ghosty, ghouly uh, goblin man that I want to be is just Andy's dad, but a Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very scary for Andy. Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Uh, good evening and morning, everybody. Uh, evening is like what spooky people say uh, in the morning because uh, they're sort of nighttime people. Uh, they're crawling out of their tombs. We're here for a very extra spooky episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And say hello to our very special guest, Allison Lurs. Hey, gang. She's back. I'm back. She's back. She's back. back. She's going to help us out today. I sure am. Live from my studio. Yes. AKA my bedroom. Live from the anime anime dungeon. Live from the anime dungeon. It's Allison and Andy. So here with the anime corner. We're going to watch a very special show today. And that is How to Train Your Dragon Race to the Edge. The DreamWorks adaptation (laughs) of the beloved DreamWorks movie series, How to Train Your Dragon uh, follows um, our good friend Hiccup in the town Aust- of Burke. Austin. Uh, Austin. Toothless is his dragon. They fly around saving the day with their yeah, great buddy. adventures. Austin. Hey. Austin. Uh, that yeah. we didn't watch. We didn't watch that. Oh. No, we watched something what much. Did we watch much, much weirder than that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Allison. Why don't you tell us what we watched? Yeah, we watched uh, the uh, classic anime hit, How to Keep a Mummy. So I can how see how you got that confused with mummy. how to train your dragon, but I guarantee one is a lot more entertaining than the other. Yeah, the mouth feels the same, but it visually it's just, <laughs> it's just very different. You know, I feel like 
this is this is something I have to bring up because I know how much how how much I'm persecuted on this podcast historically for for crimes of or relating to unfairly, the Japanese culture. Unfairly persecuted. Uh, I have to say that I had no prior knowledge, no foreknowledge of the existence of a show, said show, how to keep a mummy. And in fact, the person who located the show for us is none other than Rory Voy over there. Say <gasps> hello, Rory Voy. Hey guys, I just was looking at a big list of things with mummies in them. And, really? And then we found How to Keep a Mummy, and really? we, uh, I was smitten by that title. Oh, that's uh, shocking. What we've done with Andy here is when we've let him out of his cage again in sort of a Hannibal Lecter scenario where we've taken him in handcuffs and uh, sort of, you know, brought out his expertise as we, no. as we tackle a separate, more horrible no. thing. No. No, no, no. This is a Hannibal Lecter thing in the sense that you forced him to eat his own leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really you really fucked with me here. You've taken something I love and you've you've shown me the the saddest corner, you know? You point out one of its flaws and now yeah. you made me you rub my nose in it. Yeah. So uh so we now, to show... be fair to how to keep a mummy in in all of its <laughs> not goodness. It is not really offensive. It is it is No. It no, is inoffensive but that's what to makes a fault. It's so bad. It is very bad, but it is not it is not the dirtiest the dirtiest rug in the anime house. Of course not. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, not by a long shot. Uh yeah, I mean, oh, okay. my feelings are complex about this, but I, I agree. Before we talk about the show and the concept and anything about this thing, yeah. I have a little game I want to play with you guys. Oh, great. Um, it's called Mummy or Not Mummy. <laughs> uh, this feels really relevant. No, I'm gonna to the I'm show. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a few things and I want you guys to tell me whether or not you think it is a mummy in your personal opinion or okay. not a mummy in your personal opinion, perhaps any reasons why. So we're gonna start it off with uh Imhotep from the movie The Mummy. I think that's a mummy. I'm gonna guess a mummy. Not a mummy. Rory says not a mummy. I think because he doesn't have the he doesn't do bandages and he talks and yeah see there it is, there it is he doesn't have the bandages okay great what about a person in a full body cast oh not a mummy because they're not dead ah interesting mm-hmm. well, other neither are mummies sometimes so. <laughs> well it's kind of it's, it's sort of Schrodinger's mummy then maybe <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> right. perhaps we should first define what a mummy is oh we can do that at the end of the game okay okay how about a Christmas present oh. <laughs> I, not not again. a mummy, not a mummy unless the present is a dead animal. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. inside the present is a zombie. How do you feel now? That is a mummy. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't think zombies are mummies. Okay, okay. Uh, the main character from iZombie? That's a... Not not a mummy. That's a zombie. No, Rory? it's not a zombie. It's no... No, no, no. Now, now, see, I got, I got all my zombie hackles all, all upset. <laughs> it's not a zombie, for sure. Oh. She because? just gets bit and then just speaks in full sentences and like eats. It's not zombie stuff. Uh, how about how about a dog turd on the street you covered with a piece of junk mail? Not a mummy. <laughs> not a mummy. <laughs> not a mummy. That's uh, not a mummy. A uh, ferret covered in band aids. Ooh, um, I would say it's a ferret cosplaying as a mummy. <laughs> Tight. Now I'm gonna hit you with one last one. Me Kun from How to Keep a Mummy. Mummy or not mummy? It's not a mummy. It's not a mummy. It's not a mummy unless there's like. Is this thing a mummy? Uh, I just want Where's... everyone to know the first thing I wrote down on my notes for this episode was fetus question <laughs> mark. Well, just sort of I a mean, wet Pokemon. <laughs> the, the the title of the episode gives us five adjectives to describe Mikun, and maybe those will illuminate whether or not he's a mummy or not. If any of these, if any of these have anything to do with mummies, 
He's white, round, tiny, wimpy, and ready. Fellas, what other things can we describe? With yeah, those so I know we can just kind of get the sexual nature of that out of the way, right? And ready was such a terrible word to add to the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> really this was. is a this is a Tinder bio. Yeah. White round, tiny, and wimpy would be a little funny. Yeah. And a little bit sexual, but it, it, ladies. Without and ready, it was it was acceptable. You know, I like the honesty of that though. In like a in like a Tinder bio, like you said, Allison. Yeah. Like, look, it's it's tiny and wimpy, it is what it but is. I'm I'm enthusiastic. I'm just happy to be here. White, round, and ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so lonely. Guys, what what the fuck is this thing? I don't even. I don't. E- I can't even accurately describe what the concept of this show is. It's yeah. The one. Th- the one thing I know for sure is that this is a slice of life anime. Yes. Which is essentially shorthand for saying nothing happens. Yeah, and this is a, right. a pretty deep well of anime content. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shows out there. They're about basically nothing except people being friends with each other and doing chores. <laughs> Hey, you want to come air your futon right. out with me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can put our futons next to each other on our balcony and look uh, out at the stars. I, I don't want to <laughs> yuck anyone's yum. But Slice of Life anime is my least favorite thing in the world. And when you mush it together with Slice of Life anime about like a weird, like five inch tall, squishy thing that yips every now and then. And it's called a mummy. Like, now, I can't, heard, I can't get that. If you heard this that. loud noise just now, it was Aristotle's poetics, like, bursting into flames all of a sudden. <laughs> just off of your shelf where you have all of his works? Right. Yeah. <sighs> so I, I, I really, from the get-go, I wanted to, like, connect with this show because I wanted to give it its fair shot. But I, I, despite how cute this tiny quote-unquote mummy is, I can't get past the inherent truth that in order for it to be a mummy, it has to be an animated dead thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so I, if, yeah. if it were truly a mummy, that would be terrifying. Yeah. It, yeah. it would be horrible. Yeah, and, like someone killed their hamster and wrapped it up in gauze and then sent it to their kid. And then reanimated <laughs> it, and the little thing will, like, peep and then climb all over you. No, I think we've decided <laughs> animals can't be mummies, so that would be... That's some sort of, yeah, human. Some sort of malformed, stillborn human. Yeah, hence fetus? Question mark in my notes. Counterpoint, we just watched Mummies Alive. There is a mummified cat who is a cat mummy. Only because they did it, but I don't think in real life it could happen. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So what is this little thing? What is this fucker? His name's me. Yeah, I think in order to really talk about this, we have to really just sort of jump right into episode one. Because that's going to walk us through a little bit of it. You're not wrong. God help us. (laughs) okay this is how to keep a mummy episode one and it's as we said it's called white round tiny wimpy and ready And here's a description. Uh, Sora receives a package from his dad in Egypt, a huge casket with a tiny mummy. The instructions are unclear, but what's certain is that he's going to have to learn to take care of his new mummy, Mikun. Well, that's the episode, dope. Yeah, I mean, that (laughs) is the episode. (laughs) That's the episode. Uh, One thing that I found just 
deplorable about this show was that when when Sora gets this casket from uh, from his dad, <laughs> we get this. <laughs> we it's get so this, funny. I know what's the thing, right? So like we get this this like so many flashbacks of all the much more interesting stories that this that this person yeah. has. has <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it? It's like oh, there was, he keeps there was like a box of ghosts and a mask that wants to eat him. <laughs> oh no, you sent him a scarecrow that tried to and kill a him. Scarecrow, yeah. yeah, and the Who scarecrow. Who sends their kid a creepy scarecrow? Cool bald dad in well, Egypt. Cool bald dad. Yeah. Let's let's just like from the beginning here. We have uh, like a desert shot and what looks like a tomb that's moving on its own or something, and then it cuts to. This scene where we kind of get to know Sora, not really. It's kind of a useless scene. But I, Sora, I can relate to Sora in that I too do chores. Yes, <laughs> he has breakfast and he does is having a peaceful morning, and then cut to the theme song. Yeah, because and I don't know that I've ever seen a show not do anything in their cold open, like no, bother to yeah. have one and do nothing with it. Yeah, like, no, no. If tease. this had, if this had started well, just with the op. I, nothing would have been different. They present this character as somebody with an interesting life. He's got a supermodel for an aunt who lives in, her, right. in his house. His dad <laughs> is a, like a world famous explorer who sends yeah. him things in the mail, like mummies. He has a pet mummy. How <laughs> is this? How is this episode so boring? How does it's nothing cause, happen? Because right. all Sora has going for him is that he's pretty put together and he's good at chores. Right. This is, he doesn't this is have our main a problem character. in his life that he's like, oh, man, I'm just I feel incomplete. You know, like, what well, does he miss some like he doesn't even seem to miss his dad because his dad keeps no. sending him murder in coffins and boxes. <laughs> his dad keeps sending him cool ass shit. And he's, he's just not, not like hopelessly in love it. with anyone. He's just right. kind of like, I just like hanging out and doing chores. And <laughs> I guess some other things in my life will happen. Boy, I wish a mummy would show up and really shake up the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, though, that they cut to the intro without a tease because... Yeah. Suddenly we're learning about the mummy for the first time through the theme song and not through any dramatic tension, right. any dramatic tension in the show itself. Yeah. Well, it is called How to Keep a Mummy. Well, it's called How to Keep a Mummy, but like <laughs> show us what the mummy looks like and then Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then jump to it's the week all and the we silly things. We don't need to talk about the theme song or the opening. No. It's it's like straight out of the box cutesy anime like it could have been a card capture Sakura theme song like like it doesn't matter. No. It's like it's pretty dated. The intro is terrible. It's like lazily animated. It's got a bunch of little critters in it. There's like a Dragonite ripoff. There's a little red guy with an umbilical hernia. Like there's <laughs> yeah. Everybody else, all of it's his just other standard, like weird standard friends. Standard fair. Yeah, they all his all other all his other friends. They get monsters too. We don't see that happening, but it's pretty we easy don't... to assume that. Pretty, pretty even soon really meet his friends, friends very much in this episode. We meet no. the blue haired guy, right? Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's about it. Like, we don't even get the like setup of like who are gonna be our our chore doers this <laughs> the show. <We> just don't... <laughs> um, right? Can we can we talk about the casket when it arrives? Yes, the sarcophagus yes. Yeah. with and... a giant ass fucking cross on it. Yes, yes. Christian is from house. ancient this is a from ancient Castlevania, Egypt. Yeah. like Dracula coffin. This is a coffin mm -hmm. for Dracul. <laughs> and he does guess. He does. He does mention that he's like, "Oh no, a Dracula," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which makes sense. 
Yeah, because you think you th- you immediately <laughs> think there's going to be Dracula's inside of a coffin that has yeah. Christian iconography on it. Yeah. Like that's kind of what you think. Yeah. Also, that explicitly was in Egypt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very weird. I don't. I don't really. <laughs> I mean, he imagines he imagines that there's going to be like a big scary mummy in it, and then instead, what we get is possibly the cutest thing in both of the episodes that we watched which is this like like we said like a three or four or five or whatever inch tall mummy struggling to push open the door of this casket and i'll admit it won me over i liked it that was very cute it's pretty damn cute cute. (laughs) but then you remember that this is a mummy and there's a little dead thing inside of it that has been animated in a most unnatural way. And the cuteness vanishes. It's gone. Yeah, they have so much stocked goodwill. I mean, they know how to do cute things. The, he's got a dog. Yeah. Uh, Sora has a little dog who's very cute. Very cute pooch. Yeah, his um, name is Pochi, which is literally like in the, uh, the Japanese equivalent of naming your dog Spot. It's the laziest writing. That's just me. That's my weeb corner. Sorry. Lazy writing. <laughs> Fuck you, anime. Uh, we can move on. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, they're good. Dog at making and Astro cute Boy things. was named it's, Dog. You know, it wants to sell you <laughs> on this, on this cuteness, on this world of cuteness, because that's all it has going for it. It spends half the episode and 75% of the episode just like, they're so Look darn at this cute. cute. Look yeah. at how cute they are. <laughs> you got a kawaii mummy. <laughs> Hey, son. Hey, son. I sent you a kawaii mummy. <laughs> now, the other thing that happens is that the casket's not the only thing that his dad sent him. He in, he also sent him like a whole ream of paper, like that's been like a letter and instructions and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Presumably, this is the instruction book, how to keep a mummy. And in it, like the only information that his dad gives him is like, I think it's a mummy and don't take the bandages off, you pervert. <laughs> like that's all the instruction he gets his dad knows nothing about this mummy oh i i wrote down what it says on the sheet oh. uh it says order mummy family mummy species <laughs> mummy characteristics <laughs> small warning don't take the bandage off you Perfect. know i'm just gonna ballpark here Perfect. i don't think this man is a scientist <laughs> no. No. or a historian or an anthropologist no. I think he's just a bald guy in Egypt. And let's be real. He stole a mummy. He stole um he stole he stole antiquities. Yeah. He's a criminal. And then he just FedExed <laughs> it to his son because he was like, I found a cool mummy and I think you'd like it. He's an I antiquities took him from Wait, his home. No, Get, we're now making the him. show interesting. He's an antiquities <laughs> dealer. That's twenty times more interesting. <laughs> <sighs> Too bad he doesn't show up in the show. Yeah. Also, what happened to those other, like, things that his dad has sent him? Like, are they off somewhere in the wild? Is there, like, a scarecrow scythe <laughs> monster that is roaming the countryside? Yeah, or just it's just rat- rattling in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah, you don't go in that closet. Oh, no. Like, oh, my dryer is haunted. Definitely. <laughs> I would love it if he had these sort of casual horrors in his house. That would be <laughs> right? really yeah. funny. Actually, make things more. Interesting. It would be really funny, especially if he treats it all with the same tone of the rest of the show. Yeah, <laughs> just like to, to like some scarecrow monster that tries to kill him. It'd be great. I wrote. I wrote down in my notes. This is like watching a toddler show. Yes, you know? that that exquisite it's like, watching like Caillou. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this might this might actually just be watching Caillou. There's... Guys, do you think Caillou's under those wrappings? That's Tiny Caillou. Caillou? He's got the right shape. He is kind of a little, he's a likable little shit. 
It's that or it's Peppa Pig. He's bald. Yeah, it's it Peppa right, Pig. Because the because the the reviews of this show are overwhelmingly positive. So yeah. <laughs> you made me get yeah. a Crunchyroll 14 day trial for this show, Andrew. Yeah, and Rory. Enjoy it. <laughs> Yuck it up. Put your credit card information in there and let it auto renew. There's good stuff let there. Let them know about my dark, my dark hungers. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is worth saying this came out about a year ago, early 2018, I think, uh, and it was kind of a sleeper. You know, nobody noticed it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a part oh. of. You know, I follow a bunch of anime people yeah. online. Uh, I, no, I pay attention. Here we go. Same. Here we go. No, no, oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm ready. no, this this podcast is now fifty percent weebs. Like I too. <laughs> I too reside in the dungeon. Uh, in Allison, dungeon. that's gonna be your first demerit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we can be partners in sadness. We can, yeah. I I just mean there's there's always shows that people sleep on every season and they're like, you know, hits that nobody bothered to look at or like mm-hmm. they got good a few episodes in so nobody paid attention or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. People talked about this one online like it was one of those and I'm pretty sure it's not. This is just this <laughs> is just a stupid show that a couple people liked because they have stressful lives and they would just want to come back and put on put this on in the background and, waste and look time. up exactly. and see a mummy on the screen <laughs> and go, oh and then you know is I this mean like better than just turning on the uh the fireplace on Netflix. <laughs> it's yeah, it's no. the anime equivalent. If that's, next, if Christmas, that's you... next Christmas, I'm putting How to Keep a Mummy on in the background. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to like turn on some like reassuring Bing Crosby and then just like put this on silent and then watch both of them at the same time and have an enriching holiday experience. Yeah. So let's try to cover. Yeah, what happens? But but like, what else happens in this episode? He drink. They, he has an experience with trying to feed the mummy and <sighs> drink water. Ah. <sighs> uh, yeah. He, like he drinks his dish water and he tells him to spit out what you drank. <laughs> At one point, he's he he's got a dog and the dog and the mummy get kind of jealous and they both start barking. And then at one point, Sora asks aloud the eternal question of, do dogs and mummies fight? I've always wondered that. <laughs> you know, like I wanted always it to wondered. settle that question once and for all. And appears, no. it, it appears it did. You know, they actually become friends and sleep next to each other. That's Which is true. cute. It's very it's, sweet. It's Damn pretty it. cute. So when I was in college, uh, one of my creative writing professors had us do this thing where we had to intentionally write the most boring story we could. Mm-hmm. And the kind of gimmick of that exercise is that it's really hard because at some point you either have just said and then enough times that it's just kind of an interesting, weird mishmash of gobbledygook. Yeah. Or you kind of commit to it being boring and it starts to just be funny of how profoundly boring (laughs) this is. So, right. So the fact that this show manages to do 30 minutes of really boring content is (laughs) an incredible feat. With an Egyptian (laughs) phantom in a Japanese apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest crime of this show is that the world building is so like fascinating and yet they find a way to make it as boring as possible. Everything about this show is calculated. The way that it's animated, the character designs, the, the you can tell that like marketing people yeah. got together and they were like, "Okay, so what's moe about anime? Like what's <laughs> what's all this whole deal about? What's yeah. cute to people? Like, oh, we like the rounded edges and like mm-hmm. the weird like you know, like you don't want too many details. Like, ah, oh, we can make a mascot character. Let's do it. Right. You know, like, like it's just calculated. That's all it is. And then they got people in a room to write it, and they made it boring because none of and them I probably are any they good. They pulled mummy out of a hat, like Iron Chef secret ingredient style. And just like, <laughs> all oh, right, definitely. This is the thing. Yeah, you could you could swap in like tiny rabbit 
or I don't know, like charming a uh, flying some hamster. Some sort of warrior mouse. I don't Literally know. <laughs> any other small thing. Not that mummies are small, but any small thing could be swapped in here and it would be fine. Yeah. Right. I if guess the, I guess the shtick is is if I were to give it a uh it's one it's one pence credit would be <laughs> that like it has to be something novel because he keeps using it's like the only thing he talks about with people and uses it as a conversation starter and so mm-hmm. If he just if it was about his if this if it was just about his cat he would be a weird <laughs> cat boy. It'd you be know? sad. Hey, when it, it would be his life would be really depressing. The fact that it's a mummy makes it like less so, uh, less awful. A uh, my my favorite term for this sort of thing is the corncob pipe. Like you know how in high school there's always like that one weird kid who always has like some kind of conversation oh, starter like a corncob pipe or like They've got you know a funny weird hat. whatever the weird hoodie or funny hat. hat. Is, yeah. I went to high school with a guy who had a holster on his belt for Tabasco sauce. What the hell? Right. <laughs> like sometimes there are people who need that thing in order to have a regular conversation because they need to start off the conversation with something just weird. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe for maybe for Sora his corncob pipe is. A fetus mummy. <laughs> oh God! So we should talk about the food scene a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. He realizes he hasn't fed the mummy, and he doesn't yeah. know what to feed him. So he comes up with his very well stocked refrigerator, um, and tries out apples and uh, uh, cucumber, sliced mm-hmm. cucumber, mm-hmm. and noodles. Apparently, it very much enjoys. You see it slurping <laughs> up noodles through its gauze yeah Somehow. he doesn't have a mouth i don't understand how this is we don't see but... how he eats although I have no mouth and i must eat i did actually <laughs> i did actually laugh at one point where he ate the apple and it's like oh he likes apples he didn't like the cucumber before and then he has the mummy has gone back tears in his eyes trying to eat the cucumber out of like Guilt? Yeah. I yeah. think. Like, no, you don't have to eat that. Don't, don't force like it. it. <laughs> and that was uh, it's pretty sweet. good. It was it was, was kind of okay. Plus he's got this big checklist of things mummies like, and it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point I remember he laments like, Oh, I wish I ate Egyptian food to feed this mummy. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, just find some falafel, <laughs> some yeah, shawarma. Right, yeah, Egyptish <laughs> food. Yeah, just, save that your mummy eats that. So Weird to hear him say. Yeah. Egyptish food. Egyptish. It makes sense in Japanese. Yeah, it's yeah. probably oh. a translation. Yeah. Yeah. You can put poi at the end of almost anything and it's a, it functions as a more ubiquitous ish. Mm. Okay. Uh, so it's like Egypto poi. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, sorry, this has been Andy's uh, Andy's hey. anime corner. You didn't expect. Uh, right, but technically, to... we can't oh. give you demerits for speaking Japanese. It's an unfortunate <laughs> <Yeah>. loophole. <laughs> but the language is, we'll, is fair game. We'll punish him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, the only other thing that happens in this episode is we meet Sora's uh, BF, Tazuki, uh, who is a, a weird masochist. Yeah. Like, he's normal for the most part. And then, like, he sees how scared me is of him. And he's like, oh, don't, don't worry. I think that's pretty cute. Why don't you come over here, you little bitch? <laughs> I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to find out oh, what's under those wrappings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I said masochist, didn't I? It's okay. We're going to edit that in post. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're, gonna, we're just going to live with how stupid I sound. <laughs> but, like, what? what is what is he going to do to this weird, tiny, round, wimpy mummy? Yeah. He's going to fuck with it. He's going to mess with he's it. He's going to do weird experiments yeah. on it. He's going to tear the wrappings off and find out what eldritch horror lies inside. Which I want him to do. Because I, I, I do not know what that. this is. <laughs> 
Maybe season no, two. A, a character who does things is too interesting for the show. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah, following through on anything is is strictly forbidden. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you guys. Did you watch the ending theme? Yes. Um, no. Maybe, yes, maybe. It's just, yes, I uh, did. I'm walking, right? After the, after the final scene. scene with him taking a bath with the mummy, I was kind of ready to <laughs> go wash my hands. <laughs> ready to motor on out of there? <laughs> Felt really gross. <laughs> it's a dead thing in the bath. Oh, but he, got a, but he got all plump with water. You didn't like <sighs> how he filled up? I filled <sighs> up and got was just just a pert, plump, pudgy, bloated <laughs> little mummy. He got all <laughs> Willy Wonka <laughs> in there. dead thing, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of willies, uh, the mummy has canonically seen Sora's penis. <laughs> so just kind of do with that what you will, I guess. But yeah, yeah. they have a bathtub time. Uh, and Wait, then, so what was what was the ending theme? Uh, the ending theme is not. It's not the the song isn't special, but I just think it's fun because the whole sequence is this like it's uh it's very low budget and they're trying to do dances like the, all everybody and their little animals yeah, are like they're doing, doing coordinated like a dances Miku dance oh, or something. And it's like and then at the, the end it ends with them all doing like a really awkward and robotically animated coordinated yeah. dance and it's like they're trying to be the next haruhi oh, dance thing yeah, like yeah. you know nazo nazo blah blah yeah. blah blah like like that yeah. fucking anime craze it's like they're right. trying to do that but they don't have the budget for it and so it just comes off like the most uncomfortable <sighs> Oh, it's I'm so, so far weird. out of my zone here. I might have to rely on Allison <laughs> to give out demerits at, oh. if, if it gets. If no, it gets no, no, no. There's no demerits in the dungeon. Not now. <laughs> Look, Haruhi is very well known very in the well anime known. community. Yeah, just Google it. The melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Pretty decent show. Kind of okay. Yeah, let's move on. But so, when they do it in this show, it's kind of like when you force a bunch of teachers to do a flash mob that they don't want to do. Yes, exactly. Yes, none just of them look dead like they want to And there actually was a post credit scene. Um, yeah, there was because he gets all plumped up from the bath, and then the post credit scene is is Sora blow driving blow drying the little fucker back to normal. Oh, and then he's and normal. He just he's says like, that was scary because I guess he was afraid of him being too plump. That's the closest thing we came to a conflict in that. That's revealing his dead form in the bathtub <laughs> with himself naked. That's horrible. <laughs> And then his aunt walks in and he's like, bathing with a corpse. God, my, my yeah, notes are so goop. useless. It's just me writing over and over like, this is a dead thing. You're letting climb on you and you're feeding. He's living and, in a coffin. So that was episode one. Yeah, I that even wrote, why are one. you making me watch this like twice? <laughs> <laughs> I was confident the absurdity of it was going to provide a little bit of content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, didn't. it didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. Uh, I guess episode 12, I guess. Yeah. Let's move right along. Do it. Just tear it off. We tore it. It's gone now. Let's do something the show never does and tear that tear off the band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> hey Austin. Andy, yeah, what's up, man? Uh I gotta I gotta tell you, there's a new video game, uh, a couple of them coming out, and I really want you to tell me all about them. We, we love we love anime around here, I know we do. And we uh, sure do. We all three of us love anime equally. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one of the biggest anime of all time, you know, is that sweet old Pokemon. Uh, so we got we got two new Pokemon games. And I want you to tell me about, about them. We got uh, you know they always come in pairs, right? So Austin, sure, please yeah. tell me about Pokemon Marriage and Pokemon Divorce. Yeah. So this uh, is the long-awaited new uh, games coming out for Nintendo Switch. Very exciting to see uh, this combo of Pokemon games coming out. Um, you know, here's the thing: the the creators of Pokemon at Game Freak and that that company, uh, Pokemon Company, they've been working really hard, and they've been doing this for 20 years now. 
And that means the people who uh, have been making this game, the director, he's gone through a lot of stuff. And he's gotten to a point in his life where, you know, he's 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 seen some shit. And he doesn't really care about little little Pokemons and and Pikamons and and Jib Jibs and Flim Flams or whatever the the Pokemon My favorite are. Pokemon. Um, you know, and he really just kind of wants to talk about life and and what happens when the person you love wants to leave you uh, for another more handsome Pokemon trainer. And you know, it's a metaphor, so he's still using the world of Pokemon. But divorce is the the really dark one. Mm. Well, which version uh, has Magmar? Magmar's <laughs> Magmar's in both of them. Uh, Magmar is sort of an emblematic of the flame of your of your romance that that sort of eventually dies out. So, does your Magmar die? Yeah. Well, in divorce, he does. Yeah, he eventually dies. Um, but you see the strength of him growing like an, like a flame in marriage. And then, you know, he starts, oh, losing some HP. That's weird. Uh, what happened with that? Um, you know, slowly losing HP. Has he been poisoned? No. No, it's just the flame is going out and you don't know why. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Are there any cool new Pokemon in it? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a, a, a Ultra Evolve of Flim Flam and Jib Jib. Uh <laughs> And they look pretty cool, and they can use uh, Sand Slash. So what the Pokemon sure Sand Slash? <laughs> they can, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a new attack called Sand Slash, where you just throw out a Pokemon named Sand Slash. You get to use other Pokemon as attacks. Yeah, you know, again, this is part of the maturity. This is like you're older now, and you can't do everything by yourself. You get other other people or Pokemon to just sort of get your shit taken care of. Wow. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of a takes a step back and you look at your life. So be sure to pre-order now and you'll get that extra jib jib. <laughs> what extra jib jib? everybody we're checking into the very last episode of how to keep a mummy we did the we did it sort of bookend style see how it starts see how it ends kind of compare and contrast and do it all that way (laughs) so here's the last episode of how to keep a mummy it goes a little bit like this a collector has gotten a hold of mika the gang works together to stop him yeah yeah they do they do it do they or do they just stand around until the land god solves their problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so we told them we told you all about the first episode and it was pretty boring. Let me let me read you the first note that I took in while watching this episode. All the kids and some sort of demon man watch magic dogs swim up a purple waterfall. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. You, you know, you immediately feel like you've missed something. <laughs> you might have missed a few things. So you you playing at home maybe thinking to yourselves, wow, this sounds like a way more interested and engaging uh version of the show than we were watching before. They must really like crank things into high gear to make it fun to watch, and you would be wrong. You'd be very wrong. Uh, my first wrong. my first note that I wrote down is butt guy, uh, because I believe we're in some version of the spirit world, and there's definitely some dude who's just a butt walking around the back. He's my favorite. Just a, just a bottom man. Just a butt. <laughs> oh, I don't have any special powers. I'm I'm just a butt. I'm just a butt. It's, it's like Assy <laughs> McGee, but charming. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the first line of the of this episode is again, yeah, we're seeing yeah, we're seeing some magical dogs swim up purple purple <laughs> waterfall. Well, there's sort of a, a strange oni man um and the cast, uh, and he's saying something about the Inugami that have to climb a waterfall that sh- to show that they're grown up. And Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what we go in with. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm fifty times more interested in every other world building aspect of this show than the thing that's the title of this show you know like i want to spend more time in the spirit world this looks cool like and there's mm-hmm. lots of cool characters and fun character designs and they're also friendly and yeah there's sort of an avatar kind of a cora sort of spirit yeah. world vibe to where they are right now but yeah i, I don't know why they're there of no. course we did skip 11 yeah, episodes it's true yeah that that so that's can't fair. be framed like actual criticism like the no. fact that we don't know why they're there is our fault right but you're right we did the crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it didn't it didn't really convince me watching this episode didn't convince me that i should go back and watch what we missed oh uh, yeah no so i think we did the i think we did the right thing mm-hmm. you know we get to see how it ends and it's pretty lackluster and in fact what you described rory as the uh you know they stop a collector from stealing me that's the first 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah. And the last like yep. 11 minutes uh, are some of the most worthless TV I've ever watched in my <laughs> life. It's yeah. so incredibly stunning. <laughs> yeah. And that includes episode one. <laughs> yeah. The title of this episode, I don't think we mentioned, is called Always Together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a great way to sum up the dramatic tension of this whole <laughs> yeah. show. It's just always together. Yeah. No, they're just they're always they're together. Always... Nothing bad's going to happen, you know. They'll be fine. But, I mean, briefly, though, they are not together. Mikun gets mummy napped mm-hmm. uh, off screen, kind of. Kind of. And, yeah, it's I guess it's some evil collector who's up on top of the waterfall, and they just got to yeah. get up he's, to the waterfall. Like, he's in the spirit world. Why is this tiny mummy the coolest thing to steal, you know? Yeah. Though he either. does he does utter some terrifying lines. Uh, mm. If you, you know, the delivery isn't that good. But he's holding Mikun in one hand uh, a little too tight, as it were. And he says, a mummy child. It's so soft. What's going on inside? Asking the real questions. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's that's true. And also, like, he refers to it as a mummy child. And and that that really just makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I wrote fetus again in these notes. (laughs) And I wrote a little underscore underneath it. Proving my point. You know, he's like a little jelly stress relieving hand <laughs> squeezer. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this is just some ancient Egyptian toy that was animated and it's just some like squishy thing filled with like buckwheat or something. Yeah, that, that can absorb water and, and be a real cutie. <laughs> they, it's, I really don't even want to talk about this episode. Look at, he, he gets stolen. They go, they get him back. And then Rory, like Rory said, they, yeah. the land God, I guess, <laughs> who runs this area, just sort of like gets on the megaphone and makes vines attack the bad guy and mm-hmm. takes care of everything. Yeah. Land God's a hard ass. Yeah. This is mountain justice that we get. <laughs> this is hardcore mountain justice from the land guy. Um, he throws up some some lightning punishment, and uh, I thought he died. Yeah, I thought the bad yeah. guy died with that. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's yeah, they present that would be as if these justice. are normal people with human abilities. Although they they hint that all these all our all of our kids have a, just a tiny touch of magic. Maybe just in the spirit world. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl is strong. One of the boys can see very good. 
Yeah, but that's they true. all seem to have more or less normal capabilities for a high school student. And then a dude mm-hmm. gets hit with a lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing, though, that is the most egregious about this is, and Rory definitely already touched on it, but yeah. like our, our Sora gets all the way up to the top, heroically climbs up this waterfall and has the help of some, some magical dogs uh, that are swimming in tandem perfectly. And, and whose names uh, are Ooh and, and Ah. ah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. even before that, Austin, because I know what you're going to say. Yeah. When, before... When he's climbing up, he's climbing up to the side to to get to to rescue Mikun, and he falls, and then the magic dogs just take him up the up the hill. So he doesn't even really get up get up the waterfall himself. Yeah, yeah. No. He's, done, he's he's absolutely just done yeah. nothing active in the story. Worthless. Once yeah. he stands there and he confronts the the bad dude, and he's like, "Hey, that's my family. Give him back. I like I like my mummy very much. Thank you." <laughs> and and then. The bad guy just gets hit by a lightning bolt by the man god. Yeah. Like, he just gets mountain justice. Like, <laughs> there's there there's was absolutely no, actionable, no stakes. There's no choice. There was no reason for him to climb up to the top of the waterfall. Yeah. He did nothing. If the land guy yeah. was just going to zap him up with the mountain land justice, he's just going to zap him with mountain justice. <laughs> and he later gets punished to 100 lashings and burning. It's <laughs> yeah, burning. He what was the burning. hell? That's horrible. Lamb God's really hardcore. <laughs> they don't comment on it either. Like, yeah, no, no this man's going to be horrible. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. These, are the yep. These are the punishments laid down in the Mummy Accords of 1743. It, it is known. Like, yeah. this is just what Common we do. Knowledge. You know, it's a proportional response to what you've done. Doug, you saw how cute that mummy was, Doug? <laughs> Kill that man. 100 lashings, motherfucker. 100 yes. lashings and burning. <laughs> Mountain justice. Oh, fuck. Fuck. And then, so, okay. then we spend half the episode uh, in the most boring part. Yeah, they get a box from God. <laughs> I mean, I know it's that's not the the translation its way it should be, but the, the line directly says, "Thank you, God. You really saved us." And it's from like a little statue that talks and a monk, oh, I yeah. think. No, it's it's some other some other other god, not not land god, but some other kind of god. I don't know. They give him a big box. Not my boy, land god. They give him a big box gift and a small box gift. Yeah. And the small box gift has like a little charm in it, mm-hmm. and the big box gift has a full throw your own festival kit in it. And I don't understand how that works. I don't know. They were just at right. a festival, but they do another one. <laughs> yeah, they do another one. Like they went to a backyard festival. Do another one. They do a flash cut back to back to the house where there are even more <laughs> characters. There's like a wooden dog. Yeah, he's like a talks. little Anubis. Like like a little, he's little like Anubis. talking yeah. rolly, like wheeled Anubis. And he's like a child's he's, toy, right? But he's a talking right. Anubis. Yeah, and then there's like <laughs> all of the other Egypt. animals that are there, all of the like compa- like monster companions. Yeah, the big squishy one, the one with the hernia. That they couldn't yeah. go to a festival, <laughs> so it was like, all right, let's fucking do another festival, I guess. <laughs> well, great news, our God Box has a festival. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> and it's just, it's so weird. It has like a uh, what is and it? And the next it? fifteen minutes of the episode is gonna be this. 
like everything uh-huh. you would have in a festival is in this box. Mm-hmm. Like there's the big hanging like paper lantern things. There's yeah, there's fish out of water balloon. Yeah, there's a, there's draws. a shooting like like target shooting range with rubber band guns. Like how did this it's fit a cotton in that box? candy machine? Yeah, I mean it's a god it's box magic. to be fair. True, it true. came from God. God yeah. can God performs all sorts of miracles, <laughs> including putting a weird festival into Time a tiny and space box. Festival distortion. It's How do you bullshit. think Noah fit all those animals in the ark? It's because he had <laughs> festival boxes. That... Y'all, my my notes got so grim during the second half of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I have written down again. Why are you making me watch this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh huh. And then I just sure. started writing down things I hoped would happen to make it more <laughs> interesting. I wrote make out with the mummy. <laughs> At one yeah, point, that's worth a shot at least that, once. That didn't happen. <laughs> I was waiting to see what kind of the. I'm not grand reveal, but like, uh, what had changed for any of these characters from the since the first episode? They, uh, have they got monsters more, more monsters. Yeah, they have more monsters. Yep. <laughs> they have 100 yes. more monsters. <laughs> uh, okay. It's all uh, monsters. <laughs> I I just don't understand how they could waste so much time. Like literally, n- like eight to ten minutes is spent just having us watch them enjoy themselves at a festival and like do dumb things like if you were going to write it's pretty 12 episodes of content and then someone asked you what are you going to do with the last 10 minutes of your 12th episode of your whole show of your whole show of the whole show one that is likely not to get renewed because it's based on a nothing property yeah play with a box i guess (laughs) (laughs) it just makes no fucking sense you're gonna shoot some rubber bands they're gonna wear some some kimonos they're gonna talk about making outfits for their monsters yeah they win masks for their monsters and the, <sighs> the, and the monsters like the masks so that's that, that they talk happens. about summer how they want to do this again oh yeah 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 because this is this is the, the the real thing that happens at the end is that they all officially essentially make a commitment that like even though they're graduating they might be splitting up or whatever they're still going to spend their summers together and they're going to be friends forever yeah like okay you hear that I mean, aristotle <laughs> you hear you're quaking in your tomb. Now that's poetic. Yeah. You think Aristotle's a mummy? Yeah, I started. Yeah, I started to I go do. down this like really dark hole of like, okay, so what's what themes are we going for? So if like, can our friendships last forever? Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing as the theme of preserving a body for forever right. through mummification? <laughs> yeah. So we can you know live on into the next life. And then I realized, no, Allison, you're just bored. <laughs> How does your theme explain the scene where Mii-kun eats dog food out of a muffin liner? It doesn't. It doesn't because I was so bored. I'm sorry, but you ha- if there's if if any of you listening have even the slightest inkling to watch any moment of this show, I urge you to watch the last like 3 minutes of this of the set 12th episodes just mm-hmm. so that you can see me eating out of a muffin liner. Just it's so pretty you can see the clock it. ticking the down show. on your short short life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will feel yourself inch closer towards death yeah you're never more aware of the time yeah. of how, how precious time on this earth is <laughs> as when, you're watching, when you're watching how to keep a mummy perhaps this show was the you know endless eternity of death <laughs> that's the real gift yeah not the box we got from god <laughs> thanks god uh yeah hey guys i did a i did a crime uh-oh. What's, what'd you do? I did a little bit of a crime because it's the return of that favorite segment that we have. It's called Quick Fix. Oh, Ooh. no, Andrew. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't, no. Don't even, don't even worry about it. You know, I mean, this show is incredibly wholesome. Uh, so I found I found uh, there were like 12 fanfics in existence. Shit. 
that I okay. found about how to keep a mummy. Oh. And uh, they're all just as bland and completely pointless as this show. Disappointing. It was really bad. Except for one of them. Does he? And the only noteworthy fic is called Undecided by That Lukewarm Feeling. And his name makes me uncomfortable because presumably his real name is Luke and he wants you to know about his warm feeling. <laughs> um, uh, there was no summary. So I'm going to read you this fic in its entirety. Oh. Do this. Do this real fast. <clears throat> okay, guys, I'm only going to say this once and I'm not going to repeat myself again. I do not have the time to write my fan fiction. The reason I'm posting blank stories is because the idea for the story exists in my head, not on paper. I just do not have the free time to write them yet. Trust me. I'll get around to writing them in a few weeks when my schedule clears up. I'm trying to jungle four different parts of my life at once. I have a job. I'm trying to find an apartment. I failed to graduate on the account of two classes last year, and I'm repeating my senior year, and I have insomnia, so my sleeping schedule is fucked. So I do not have time for people who want to report me since my life does not revolve around them, and I would like some of you to realize that I have another life besides fan fiction, and I am not a people pleaser, and I never will be. So grow the fuck up. Learn how to be patient. I will get to my stories when I get to them, not before I am ready. Yeah, Rick. What? <laughs> uh, and I really feel like that uh, wow. gets to the core of <clears throat> of how to keep a mummy. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. sensing. I'm sensing the common theme of uh, expecting things to happen to you in life rather than uh, making mm, active choices mm, yourself. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. once you can swim up the waterfall, it shows that you are growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like growing up really is, is the theme here and like how the mummy doesn't grow up and nothing happens to him. <laughs> and all these kids are in their own way a mummy, little child mummies themselves, Ooh. incapable yeah. of growing or changing. You know, child mummies are child mummies forever. Doomed to repeat the same task day after day, do chores, <laughs> talk to friends, chores, air out your mummy futons. <laughs> Can somebody please break this curse and, and yeah. free, free us from how to keep a mummy? Yeah, you bet. Our, Cue that our theme self -imposed song. Tomb? <laughs> I'm just, I, that's it, man. That's all I've got <laughs> for this fucking show. Do we? I feel so weird because the last times that I've been brought on, like it's for it's shows for that content. I have. It's for good content. It's for shows that I have like a like a piece of my heart out for. You know, like I'm so used to coming on here and screeching about Sailor Moon and. Well, our heart was in the right place, right? We thought, what's yeah. an anime about mummies? Who should we ask? And immediately yeah. went to Allison. It's, Thank it's, you. Yeah. It, I I just <laughs> I wish I wish this show was anything else. Right, just yeah. something. Something. Yeah. Just something tangible with a plot. <laughs> With stakes of any kind, <laughs> or people who change, right? Yeah, yeah I, or I wanna, make choices or do things. I want to be fair to our podcast. I yes. have to say, there was no way we weren't going to watch this show or focus on it a little bit because there are two exactly two shows, two cartoons that have been made around mummies exclusively. Mm -hmm. That's true. And one of them That's was true. Mummies Alive. Yes. And this one is the other one. Yeah. Everything else, mummies are a flavor. Like sure, but the mummy is a flavor in this one too. We were a little bit, a little bit cheesed at how we little mummy fair. action goes That's on in this fair. one. We were, we were deceived. I knew it was going to be a cute mummy, but it wasn't even, it wasn't really, it didn't really do much. That's this mummy is just kind of wiggled around. He just around. sort of ate noodles and, and ate noodles <laughs> and, and absorbed water. <laughs> you know, maybe we can, maybe we can turn this on our head. You know, uh, Andy. Yeah. What is what is a what is an anime that people should be watching instead of this? Ooh. Oh no, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> no, we're in the dungeon. We're, we're not leaving. This. We're, we're doing this. We're, we're doing, doing this. this. 
Uh, I'll tell you what, well, and it's we'll on my mind. We'll be waiting right outside the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> this one's on my mind. It's With on our Allison's paddles mind. Yeah. We're, uh, we're both watching this show. It's called The Promised Neverland. Yes. Do yourself a goddamn favor. Yes. There's four, maybe five episodes of it out by the time that this airs. Go catch up. It's fantastic. It's really good content. It's, It'll scratch that spooky feeling, you yeah, know? Like if you're watching, if you're watching you how to keep a mummy. <laughs> you just got and that you're like, this isn't scary feeling. at all. You could you could just slap that spooky feeling by watching The Promised Netherland, which is actually scary, is actually fantastic, and has like the highest stakes I've seen in anything. It's wonderful. And no mummies. No mummies, but there are scary things. There are it's scarier than any mummy we have talked about on this podcast thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh Thanks, Allison. Thank you, guys. You know, I, I said a lot of mean things about how to keep a mummy today, and I meant all of them. But I also love you all. Oh, I love I just, you, too. Thank you for coming here. I just love talking about garbage with you people. <laughs> yeah. Just feast, feasting on that trash can juice. Mm, delicious. Just <laughs> That's good can juice. You'll pass me more of that can juice, though? Yeah, Doc. Rory and Austin, uh, can you guys tell us what we got coming up next week in the finale of our Mummy Stuff arc? Okay, I am excited about this because we are doing a just shotgun approach to the... <laughs> getting the, our mummies, getting, the, getting our mummy rocks off. <laughs> yeah, you know when you're like throwing away uh, vegetables and stuff Good and you, have, you yeah. have that like little dish, that little like drain stopper? At the bottom uh-huh. that has like gross like tomato bits and potato uh, things and ew. we have that but for all the mummy content that we haven't oh, watched yet. Wait, what um, are you watching? Oh, we have several to cartoons. Name. Too much oh. to name, but we're gonna just try to like just shotgun all the mummy shows we can. We're gonna blast through as many mummies as possible. That's horrible. Blast and <laughs> just blast the mummies. You will you will you will enjoy this though. We're we're not doing our typical like in-depth analysis of these shows. It's pretty much not, just gonna be a mummy not the, evaluation. Not the rich, not the rich hardcore history to, <laughs> of cartoons that you've come to expect from us, but more of a more of a short short style. You know, I'm gonna. I, we've got a, we've got a, a, a bit that's so old and, and ancient that uh, I need to unwrap it. It's a, it's a mummy bit, so I think it's time for Austin to say the thing we always say at the end of every episode. Yeah, my friend. So, oh boy, I just gotta say <laughs> that thing that we always say, uh, especially on mummy episodes. The thing we always say is to talk. I'm in. I'm in the gonna go. To <laughs> <laughs> talk. I'm in gonna gonna Chut- see you later. Let me say that every time. <laughs> I'm going to say Cleopatra coming at you next week. Oh, that's all. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>everybody that's that's been how to keep a mummy um so glad you managed to make it all the way through this i i uh i'm i'm wrapping myself up in my own in bandages and shame i'm gonna do my hundred lashes and burning <laughs> i'm my, gonna go leap in a my, peat bog <laughs> i'm just so sorry for everybody who had to who had to experience these mummy this, this mummy episode is is it is as grim and upsetting to me as a real mummy <laughs> that's right Rory and uh, if you want to tell us how grim and upsetting our show was uh, you can find us on iTunes and leave us a rating uh, you can find us on all major uh, pod places 
And you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, thanks so much to Allison, who is our wonderful guest. Thank you. Uh, I believe, Allison, uh, you were just um, pretty recently on an episode of the podcast Potterless. Which I was. Which people can go listen to. Yeah, um, go, go check there. it out. I was in the live recording. And, um, you know, uh, much like uh, preserved bodies of ancient Christian saints that are, you know, encrusted in gems and uh, located in the deep vaults of Eastern Europe. I too am going to be on this podcast as a guest forever. Dang. Well, that's Dang. right, Allison. I like mummies. And, uh, you like know, mummies. And hey, if you want to come back next week and listen to our podcast once more, you know, and like don't make this a one off, not like a, like a weird little experiment, like you stuck your toe in and you're like, eh, I'm going to jump into this pool. You want to come back? We're going to do one more week of mummy stuff before we switch it up. So uh, this one's going to be a good one. Like Austin said earlier, it's going to be a crazy shotgun. We're going to do all sorts of mummies. And we're going to we're going to and we're going to rank know. them. We're going to rank the mummies. We're going to yeah. evaluate how good mummies they are. If they're good mummies or bad mummies. Do those tests. Those, those very highly scientific tests that we're Stack well known rank for. Mummies. So, uh, hey, thanks for listening. And uh, I'll catch you on the mummy. The tomb. Cleopatra, Cleopatra, Cleopatra. <laughs>